Hey guys, brand new podcast and the Top Soft World Tour is coming to an end. This is my second to last week. This weekend is in Augusta, Tupelo, Bossier City, Jonesboro, Charleston, West Virginia next week, Lexington, Kentucky, and then closing it out in Detroit and Cleveland at the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse Center. Is that what the name of it is? I think so. And then we go to Australia in April. Well, New Zealand at first, doing Auckland and then Wellington on the 19th. Melbourne, Australia on the 21st, Tornsville, Perth, Brisbane, uh, Sydney, and then Fully Loaded. Fully Loaded starts June 14th in Forest Hills, New York, Baltimore, Maryland the next day, Moosick, PA, Guilford, New Hampshire, Traverse City, Michigan, Fort Wayne, Indiana, St. Louis, Missouri, Lincoln, Nebraska, Huntsville, Alabama, New Orleans, Memphis, Oklahoma City, Las Vegas, Salt Lake City, Boise, Idaho, and closing it out at the Gorge, July 15th. Come spend summer with me and the best comics on the planet. Those that, that is who I will be on tour with this summer. It's a great lineup. Lewis Black, me, David Tell, Jim Norton, Big J Okerson, Tiffany Haddish. Uh, I mean, the the uh, I'm, I'm, I'm literally Ralph Barbosa, uh, Chad Daniels. Um, I, 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 there's the list is thick, so. I'll see you on the road. Uh, let's get to the podcast. Today's podcast is great. I've known Kelsey for a long time. She helped me when I first did, I think, The Machine. She came on the road with me and kind of helped watch my sets. Uh, she's good friends with with someone who I was uh, lucky enough to work with when, when she was younger. And, uh, and we became friends, I think, through Taylor, ultimately. And then me and the girls went over and did our makeup with her a long time ago. And it's so cool seeing her blow up. It really is. Um, she has a new special out right now. It's called The Hustler. It's out on 800 Pound Gorilla's YouTube page. It's already got, I think, 600,000 views in one day. So she's killing it in one day. Two weeks, two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. Uh, she's killing it. Uh, go check out her special, uh, The Hustler, on 800 Pound Gorilla. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, my friend, stand-up comedian, Kelsey Cook. Must be nice to know you can get out of a relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. What a way to start. Yeah. I I think of you so often, like in terms of uh, public relationship stuff, because you are, there's nothing you hold back on two bears or on Bertcast. And I always want, like, do you ever run anything by Leanne before you say it? No. Does she talk about you the same way on her stuff too? Yes. So it has happened one time uh, where she was very honest about a situation we had had okay. that was a little too close to home. Okay. And I wasn't comfortable with it. And it was the first time I experienced what they, my family must experience every fucking day of their life. Wow. And I was like, well, I've been doing this to her hard as fuck. Yeah. I, I better be cool with it. But it was like, I was like, wow, that's so that's, I don't get to get, tell you my point of view. I don't get to tell you my stuff. Luckily, everyone just thinks I'm a liar. So like <laughs> they go. I know that's a little inflated. Like I know that that didn't exactly happen. Okay, so I, I'm, okay. I think they, they, my daughters, and my wives rest on that. Yeah. But yeah, one time I was, I remember being like, Whoa, I, I've had, I had, I've had, it's a couple times. There's, and there are always instances, instances, instances I'm ashamed of. Oh yeah. Okay. It's like a learning curve of, Oh, Bert went through that. And then I'm like, don't, please don't tell that story. <laughs> and then she'll tell it. 
there's like I, a little bit of regret behind it. Yeah, right? I don't like that. I yeah. don't like that she verbally doesn't like Ari. Like, I, I, okay. I, it bums me out because he doesn't. I mean, now he's doing good, but at the time he didn't need the pylon. Okay. But she's not going to bite her tongue. She does not like him. Okay. Um, I didn't know about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, you, you, yeah, you did, I think. Uh-huh. He drugged me. What? He, he drugged me. And we were at, it's a, well, it's better I without you knowing. Yeah, yeah. Heck? He slipped Molly in my drink in my backyard one night in front of the girls. And when was this? It's not a big deal. Okay. okay. It's, no, it's, uh, it was a while ago. <laughs> it was a while ago. And, and Leanne and the girls, and what really sucks is that the girls loved Ari. They loved Ari. Oh. Ari was like the coolest. Yeah. Uncle who showed like they, they only know Joey Diaz as an uncle, like for real as an uncle. Like a true. Yeah. A guy who comes over yeah. and, and I mean, Joey lived next door to me practically. So he would. I mean, I'm so bummed at what's happened with L.A. comedy. It's so weird because I've been gone from it for so long. So I just have experiences of coming back every maybe six months or so yeah. kind of seeing how it is. And then I leave. But I like it that way. But do you, you don't like the change that's happened I don't while you live like, here? I don't like, I'm trying. Oh yeah. I don't know. It's, it's a really deep question. I don't yeah. like not having my friends here. Sure. Like that's what just sucks. It's like, uh, I was texting with Rogan this morning mm-hmm. and we're back and forth. And I just was like, oh, I, I'd see him at the club tonight or I'd see him yeah. do a podcast with him, you know, and I just, I don't see Rogan very often. I don't see Tom at all. I mean, I see Tom twice a month, but we see each other all the time. Um, Ari yeah. was in New York, but Ari was, because we're all here, Ari would be over here and we'd all be around. Joey's my real bummer. Joey mm-hmm. was like, cause Joey and I were neighbors and I, he was the, he is the greatest guy in the world. And I just, I just don't see him. And I would see him, I would see him every day roughly because we went to the same you knew where he was going to be. Joey was a yeah. f- Joey was a fucking lion who only walked the perimeter and sat under the same tree every fucking day. <laughs> he went to acupuncture, jujitsu, dropped his daughter off at school and went to Maria C. That was it. Yeah. And the store. That was it. He was a creature of habit. Yeah. So the girls would see. I remember Isla called me one time. She goes, uh, Uncle Joey is smoking a joint at Maria C. Is that <laughs> is that OK, Dad? And I was like, yeah, he's fine. No one's going to say anything. She goes, well, I just don't know if he's going to get in trouble. I go, no one's getting in trouble with Joey. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing that bums me out. I don't really see anyone anymore. Yeah, um, but also I think that's also my touring schedule. So I, like, I wasn't going to see anyone anyway. I know. I was going to ask how often you're in town anyway. Not very. Yeah. Yeah, not very. I mean, it. Uh, yeah, I'm home. I was here yesterday. That mm-hmm. was a wash. I was here. I'm here today. I'm here tomorrow. I leave tomorrow night. Damn. And then uh, my parents just called and they're like, "Hey, we're going to be in there in March." And then. I was like, oh, I, I actually have a couple days off. I don't have days off. I'm doing podcasts. But I was like, my dad's like, I love to hang out and play golf. I was like, that's great. It gets real heavy the next week. And he's like, real heavy. I was like, yeah, because I'm going to, I got to promote my special. Yeah, that's and what this trip is. It's, uh, tell me about your special. Yeah, I'm so excited. So it's going to come out on YouTube on March 9th. Yes. It's called The Hustler. Um, if people want to buy it early, they can on my website on February 28th. And I'm including like some signed merch and stuff like that. But it will be available everywhere for free March 9th on YouTube. Where did you shoot it? I shot it uh, at Comedy Works in Denver. Oh, mm-hmm. what a great fucking place. It's so fucking good. I shot a special there once. Did you? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I shot I, a, it never got released. I ended up selling it to Netflix. I ended up shooting it. I ended up selling oh, that material to Netflix I and see. doing a, a special on Netflix. That okay. was Secret Time. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, we. I. I was. I didn't have any options. I mean, no one wanted to work with me. I was just 
and this is like back when YouTube wasn't a thing. Yeah. Like now YouTube is a nice fucking place for things to land. Yeah. Really nice, nice place to find comedy. For and sure. So, and by the way, it was then too. I, I just, it was just, you were, people were getting pissed because people had pirated it off of the things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, and so I, uh, I shot it at Comedy Works. I shot like six shows, I think. Mm-hmm. And I was going to edit it together. And I got a call from Netflix with an offer. Well, that's incredible. And I was like, well, I guess I just wasted <laughs> that money. But I was like, cool. Yeah, worth it though. Yeah. And it's so funny. I I was, I really dialed in the material. I really dialed in the work to do the fucking actual taping. Yeah. Yeah. That club is such a great place for everything. I recorded an album there a few years back. And then, uh, but you know, you plan the special taping date out so far in advance and then within maybe a week or so because I remember texting you about this the Stanley Cup finals ended up being the same night oh. as my special in Denver with the is it the avalanche yeah in the finals <laughs> and the arena's like just a few blocks from the club from the club so I started to get uh, comments on my posts leading up to the special people being like, I've got two tickets to her taping for sale. Just all these posts of people oh, selling their tickets. The and you're just up. like, Oh my God, blood draining from my face. Like, fuck, are there, is there going to be anybody there? Here's, here's the interesting thing about comedy though, is that, and we know this, I think anyone listening would go, Oh my God, did that ruin your special? No, because the beauty of comedy is that the majority of our lives doing comedy was always to fucking, a half packed room. Right. A fucking mm-hmm. three fourths packed room. Like, right. so like sometimes that's when we excel because we go, the pressure's off. Well, and we're comfortable. Yeah, we're comfortable. Yeah. So it, it did end up getting packed out, especially that first show, which I so appreciated you tweeting about it. Thank course, you. Yeah. And then um, what had happened the second show. So a guy passed out at the end of the first show, this older guy, I think it was just like maybe too hot or I don't know what was going on with him. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was he probably too out. hot, probably too hot. Yeah, <laughs> maybe an edible, out. keep going. <laughs> yeah. He passed out, so paramedics had to come. Do you know, this is like the third time I've heard this happen at tapings. It's the the amount of things that went wrong leading up to the taping and that night, It's I would have never thought that so many things could go wrong for such a big thing a thing yeah. that you feel like okay we're gonna get this plan and it will be under control so the guy passes out paramedics come that meant that the second show started late and because it started late the timing had happened that the stanley cup finals had let out and denver was just full of people in a blackout going like what else can we do tonight and people would walk right by the club so we had all of these hammered people show up for this second special taping not knowing it was a special taping shut the fuck up so like Five minutes into my set, there were two women, I mean, third row, dead center, like yeah. right there, that just start talking to me. <laughs> there's been a million oh announcements God. leading up to me getting on stage. Like, this is a special, special taping. There's no talking, all this stuff. They're just talking to me. They're shouting at each other. Insane. So I stopped everything. I was like, hey, if this is a different show, we'd talk, we'd do something else. But I just have to tell you right now, like, it's a taping. You either you have to focus or you got to go. Yeah. And I'm looking at she, she just, just has like doll eyes, just dead, yeah. glossy. Nothing's coming in. <laughs> and I keep going. And then within probably another 30 seconds, she talks again. So I'm like, all right, we got it. She's got to go. And then it took I mean, I'm trying to be realistic, but it was probably a solid five minutes that it took them to leave because they were so drunk that they were like dropping all their shit. They just oh like baby deered, stumbled out. It took forever 
by the time they got toward the back, I was like, oh my God, like glacial pace, you two. And they turned around and flipped me off. <laughs> I just was like, what the fuck is happening? How do we is have this, this all, all this on footage? Mm-hmm, yeah. Does it make the special? It doesn't make the special. But you got the outtakes. But I should probably no, post hold on, it as hold, a on clip. hold on, hold yeah. on. So my special, the best parts of my special, obviously I'm very proud of the material. I think well, yeah. I did a really good job on that special. I'm, I think, I know for a fact it's the only special I've had. All shows do well. Okay. All shows did well. Yeah. Um, but the best parts, like in the middle, I had to take a piss. I just went off to the side of the stage and took a piss on the side of the stage. Oh my god! And then, uh, and then I fucked up a line, and it was hilarious. I made yeah. these, I did these outtakes of jokes that wouldn't make the special just to make it fun because I'd already gotten it on the first and second show. Yes. And so all those outtakes I'm using for my promo for the special oh, because smart. I go because they're fun and yeah. it's, and and uh, that's the fuck you know like I'm thinking about the way I do stand up and the way I've been branded and the way i've not accommodated people mm-hmm. you know thankfully I, I thankfully i'm in love with the art form of stand-up and i'm not just the elephant man up there right but i do think there's an elephant man-esque to me where people do want to see me ki- like when i was in ireland it was fucking chaos i mean i can't even imagine i went up and i killed a beer just thinking you know i was like ah oh, fuck it we'll just go up and kill a beer and uh and uh and they start with the ole, 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 oh ole. So I did that, and then I tell and then I tell a joke, and the place goes, boom. And then I was like, oh, I'm gonna fucking, I'm going to do what I can do best, which is fuck around in a big. I mean, like I'm, I'm, I'm at this point. I'm like, I've already done my hour. I already know the material. If I want to do material, I can go to it. Right. I can also try to figure out material and have a great live experience. Yeah. And I did that, and it changed everything for me and i was like hmm i've been so strict about material to promote to do special and i'm no special lined up i don't yeah know if i, I don't know if i i don't I'm, I'm at four fucking five specials i don't know what i don't even know where i what i want to talk about the girls are in college i, I feel like i've i have these two characters that i've fucking permanently uh, dwarfed to not grow up yeah and so i'm like i'm like i gotta figure out who i am i gotta figure out what i want to talk about and where I'm at and 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 I need my daughters to age like I need to to talk about these two adults. Yeah. So I said I'm going to just fuck around and then when I went to the Boston Garden I go I'm going to do the same thing I did there. I'm going to fucking have fun and I'm going to kill a beer and if I want to kill another beer I'll kill another beer. Yeah. And we just did four shows at the Mullet Arena in Tempe and I was like I just was like I'm going to fucking eventize this night. I've got more material than I'll ever fucking need in life. I can th- I can yeah. tell them stuff they've never heard, and I can use old stuff as a fucking conduit to get f- to new stuff as a ligament. Yeah, and it's so funny you say that because I'm I'm just now I'm in this place. I'm like, like the, what we did so great when we were young was not, and that's why we fell in love with it was fuck around and just try to figure it out. Yes, yeah. And then you get to a place where you're like, this is my hour. It's very- I got it. I'm working mm-hmm. on a new one. Why not just be like this fucking? Why not? show people the night of their lives, you know? Yeah. I feel like you've always been good about that too, in terms of just giving the crowd what is the best show you can give them. I feel, yeah. Thank you. And I, my one new year's resolution has been to care less what people think about me. And in particular, what other comics think of me. Oh yeah. You you can get, you can tell that to go fuck itself in the head. (laughs) I, I, yeah. <laughs> and not I, that, let me, hang on. Okay. I, 
but this is the name of my podcast. Hang on, let me tell you a story about me. Yeah. <laughs> Finish what you're going to say. I fucking, I'm horrible at this. It's the okay. reason that something's burning so much better than this show is that I, because I'm cooking, I don't listen. But, but it, it, because I'm cooking, I don't talk. I'm not yeah, listening. Yeah. I just don't talk. Yeah. So you can hear what the other people say and they finish their sentences as opposed to me going, hold on. No, 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 no. Caring yeah. what comics think, caring what other comics think about you. Go. Yes. So I think. And name names. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's not necessarily that I've ever been like, oh, I think specific comics think a certain way about me in a negative way. It's just that we're all posting so much content so much content all the time. I think we're subconsciously judging the things we're seeing. And uh, I feel also this pressure now that I'm touring and I'm going back to certain cities, sometimes within like nine months of being there last and the special coming out being like, okay, do I need to have a completely different 60 minutes of material by the time I get to this next city mm-hmm. and comparing myself to what other comics are doing in terms of how fast they're turning over material. And I've had experiences lately where um, if it is a joke that I've done, maybe I've saved a few from the past time I was there. I'll get in my head as I'm doing it like, oh, fuck, maybe somebody in the audience saw this last year. And those people are in the merch line going, oh, I'm so glad you did the eating ass joke because as soon as you started into it, I elbowed my friends. I was like, this is the fucking joke I wanted her to tell when you were here. So it's like sometimes if it's a joke that hits really hard, and you are bringing back a few people are excited that you brought it back yeah because it they might have only heard it once we're not putting our stuff out like musicians where people are like maybe listening to it like a song on repeat yeah. sometimes they don't even remember how the joke went listen I, I don't know the right way to to approach this subject without sounding shitty about people i like yeah like bill and louie created this yeah we didn't create this yeah. They created it and then we were forced to live up to a standard of two dudes who are prolific writers. Right. And so I had a conversation with Chris Porter one time. We were at the Omaha Funny Bone. We were smoking weed in his bathroom, blowing it into the vent. <laughs> and he said, I can't believe you tell the machine. That's what I remember is that you yeah. would tell the machine. And I was like, I fucking love that you do that. Well, let me tell you. I, yeah. I, I can tell you. I can tell you the number of people to go to what not caring what comics think about you. Yeah. First of all, I, I massively care what other people think about me. I, it's yeah, obviously me too. That's why I'm here. It's like <laughs> if someone said, uh, do you think you're a narcissist? I go, I have eight people filming me cooking for people and I don't know how to cook. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the textbook version of a narcissist. I, I do care about people's feelings and I don't think that I don't ju- I, like, I want people to be happy. I don't just think the world's about me, but yeah, you're not I definitely, I definitely think I'm special. Like, I think there's something special about me. When I die, everyone else dies. So, yeah, why wouldn't I think I'm the most important person in the world? It just goes dark. I woke up the other morning and I said, just, you know, one day it goes dark. So get the fuck out of bed. One day it goes dark and everyone dies, including you. So, so scary. get the f- No shit. It's so, so scary. fucking scary. Yeah. But but I, I do care what comics think about me. I remember telling someone, um, I remember hearing Shane Gillis and Mark Norman uh, on a Rogan podcast and they were like, you know, people shit on Bert for taking his shirt off. And I was like, I remember going, Ooh, oh, like yeah. I was like, and I was like, but I, but and I remember having people ask me not to take my shirt off at the store and going, coming up to me and going like legit comics. Like, Hey man, I'm gonna go up after you. Don't, don't take your shirt off. And I was like, I was like, at first I was like, Oh, they don't want me to be a hack. And then I was like, Oh, they're just scared to follow me. They just yeah. don't want to follow me. And I've had comics tell me, ask me not to tell certain bits. 
Don't can you not tell that bit? Because it's just I have a bit that's similar and and I'm like, oh, because if I do it, then you can't do what you do. That's not the way this should right. work. Um, you know, I, the machine story is a perfect example. Uh, people I massively respect, massively respect, uh, have told me how it's not you should not you need to retire that story. I go, well, I, I'm also not you and you're not me. Yeah. You weren't a 44 year old man wondering at Christmas. I wonder how I'm going to pay for the bills this year. And then mm -hmm. you have a story go viral and you go, wow, I get to pay for bills this year. And on that first show, I remember saying, oh, I've retired that story. And a guy goes, the fuck you have. It's the only reason we're here. And I went, well, if that story gets them in the room and they're letting me tell an hour of new material in front of that and I'm getting laughs, then if, if, if my tax is that I tell the machine, I better A, learn to love paying that tax. Yeah. And then B, be so fucking appreciative that I have a tax to pay on a big fucking, I mean, it's just, and so it's, and I yeah. talked to Chris Porter about this. I said, dude, not like we just did the Boston garden the other day. And I, and, so cool. and I was, and he, and I told him, I said, just murder. Mm -hmm. There's 17,000 people or 15,000 people in here. Just fucking murder. Just murder. Yeah. At best, at best, I mean, at best, let's, let's be real. At best, maybe 10,000 people knows who he is, right? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just being trying to be fair. Of course. I mean, he's a pretty fucking amazing comedian. Mm -hmm. He's a prolific writer, in my opinion. I think he's one of the best storytellers out there and one of the best voices in comedy. I'm really a fan of Chris Porter's. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's hypothetically, let's just hypothetically say 75% of the audience knows who he is. Well, that means there's still fucking 5,000 people who don't. So murder yeah. for those 5,000. And let's just say, let's just say 50% of that room are diehard Chris Porter fans, right? Yeah. Diehard. And they know every bit back and forth. Well, then there's 50% that, that don't. So like, right. I, that's the way I look at that. And I go, and I've always looked at it like this. So the last time I did, I did Boston, I did like two shows at the Wang, I think. Mm -hmm. I think that's. I don't know how much that is, but it's not as big as where I am. So yeah. every time I go to places, it's twice as big as I've been before. So that means there's new people that haven't heard the machine story until the, until I, I mean, maybe I'll retire it after the movie. Maybe I'll, who knows? I, who knows? Who knows? All I know is that as a fan of comedy, I want to see the best show possible because I'm bringing my wife and my wife's not a fan of comedy, but I am. And I want to make sure that she knows that the shit I like is good. We went and saw Sebastian at the forum. It was fucking amazing. Oh, in God, the I wish round. I could have seen that show. In the round. I think he's so funny. He fucking murdered. I've, yeah. And I guess what? Imagine. I had heard maybe 30% of the bits before, and but it, yeah. he murdered and, and my wife was crying laughing. She had never seen any Sebastian. I brought 12 people. He gave me 12 tickets. Didn't, I, he, I had not seen, they had not seen any of his bits and he, they, oh. all he did was destroy. And oh. so I think the, I think the onus is on us to destroy. If you, if you're not yeah. Bill Burr, Louis CK, then I mean, if look, if you want to be them, then go for it, go for the brass ring, but you can also make a really nice living and, and put on really good shows and make people forget about their problems by doing it your own way too. Yeah, I remember when we did Portland together forever ago, and I just talked about that. Uh, uh, I just talked about that last uh, last week. I just really? talked about that last week with with Chris Porter. Oddly enough, yeah. Oh yeah. Because yeah, because we were shopping at an outlet, and I said, 
Oh, yeah. I said, I we said you know, what's great is I went with Kelsey one time and I was, it was like, I didn't know what my girls would like or my wife would like. So I just run things by her. And then I just bought all the shit she bought for herself. I bought for Leanne and Leanne's like, I love these shoes. I'm like, I thought you would. <laughs> that was so fun. Yeah, was I still time. have some stuff from that trip. But yeah, I remember you closing with the machine on those shows. And it, that sound is almost embedded in my head of how loud the crowd screamed when you would do that opening line. Mm -hmm. And I think over time that had kind of gotten away from me and I did start to get more concerned about, uh, like, you know, I talked to Taylor all the time, uh, about, okay. Fantastic. Yes. Yes. She always has new stuff. Always writing. And we talk on an almost daily basis. And I told her, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And she was actually the one to be like, you know, Sebastian still does a lot of like, don't feel like you have to have a completely different hour within like months of shooting the special yeah. or whatever, like other. And I was like, Oh, okay. I kind don't of breathe. force it. Yeah. I mean, it should come organic. It, it, great material shows up. I always feel like I agree. Like your best bits just kind of show up. The thing is you got to be there available for them to show up. So you have to get on stage. Yeah. And you have problem. to be paying attention. Yeah. I mean, tonight I definitely should go to the store. I, without a doubt, should go to the store, but it's Valentine's day. I haven't been home. I, I literally haven't been home in, in, I don't think I've been home in a month and a half. Yeah. So I should probably wow. spend my time with my wife and my daughter, <laughs> you know, yeah. like I, that's where I, I fall off. I, um, we can edit this out if you want to, but do you talk about your, who you're dating? Now that spring is finally here, the days are longer. The flowers are blooming, and I can spend out time outside in my yard. What makes this season even better is Sunday Lawn Care. Sunday is everything you need to get the lawn you've dreamed of. This spring, go to GetSunday.com slash Bert and enter your address to get a customized plan created just for your lawn. No trips to the store or hauling heavy bags since they ship straight to your home. You just need a hose to apply Sunday. You can fertilize your whole lawn in less time than it takes to watch an episode of your favorite TV show. And they only use ingredients you can feel good about. No harsh chemicals, no long waiting periods, no trying to keep your kids and pets off the lawn. Simply apply, let it dry, and you're back enjoying your yard. Sunday is easy and affordable. Some lawn care services cost more than $1,500 a year. But Sunday's full season plan starts at $109. And Sunday is offering our listeners 20% off. Full season plans start at just $109. And you can get 20% off when you go to getsunday.com slash Bert at checkout. That's 20% off your custom plan at getsunday.com slash Bert. Support for today's episode comes from True Classic a people-driven brand. True Classic believes that the clothes you wear should make you feel confident and comfortable so you can show up as the best version of yourself every single day. This is your one-stop shop for all your wardrobe essentials. Their shirts have a premium fit that's tighter in the shoulders and in the biceps for that extra boost of confidence from t-shirts and polos, activewear, denim, button-downs, hoodies, joggers, boxer briefs, and everything in between. They'll have everything you need. Time to upgrade your wardrobe today. We have an exclusive deal for our listeners. We want to hook you up with some true classics. So for a limited time, get 25% off with the code BERT 
at trueclassic.com. I'm telling you, you're going to love these shirts. They're, the T-shirts are a go-to. I work out in them. I fly in them. I wear them on stage. I rip them off on stage. Finally, a brand that keeps things consistent. True Classic is built and designed for a man's body. So no matter what product you buy, you can feel confident that you'll get a premium fit that's consistent across all styles. Break up with your go-to t-shirts and make the switch to True Classic. With True Classic, you don't need to sacrifice comfort for style. Their products were created with signature soft fabric blends and a contemporary cut that fuses the two together. More than just a t-shirt company, you can run, train, recover with all their versatile performance essentials. Their activewear crewnecks have the same flattering fits as their classic tees and are sweat wicking and odor controlling so you can feel good about working out hard the way I do. Pair it with a quick dry pair of shorts or joggers to complete the look. Trust me, True Classic pairs well together. Try the pack builder on their website to customize your bundle of all their essential products and save even more than the discount we're giving you right now today. Get comfortable, get going, and upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic. Get 25% off at trueclassic.com with the code BERT. Free shipping is included on purchases over $100, 100% risk-free guaranteed with a 30-day return policy. You can't go wrong. It's look good, feel good season. Do you talk about your, who you're dating? Yeah, so this is what's he's so a, funny. Well, he's one of the more, more, most prolific comics around. Ever, yeah. And, and, and let's not say his name. Let's just let everyone go- guess. No, no. no. I'm kidding. <laughs> you know what's so funny? <clears throat> So you had talked about us on Two Bears. I, you sent me that text and I don't remember talking about you guys. Oh, that's so funny. But, no, Do you think you were drunk? I might have been. Maybe? <laughs> okay. I might have been. I know Tom and I feel a certain way about Chad Daniels. Yeah. And it, we both admire him and in, 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 in like for the way he writes, for the fucking way he performs, and then for the way he chose to live his life, which we did not. And so right. he has always maintained a lower profile and been more on the DL, but toured just as much as all of us and kills just as hard. He just decided not to chase the fucking rabbit. And yeah, he murders just unbelievably hard. He is. It's crazy. If you to don't watch. not know who we're talking about right now. This guy is a fucking monster. I just sent offers to him for, I think for fully loaded. Okay. Trying to get him to do fully loaded. I tried the crew. I think, I don't know. We sent a bunch of offers to a bunch of guys. So in these big arenas, it's like sometimes you got to bring monsters. And I was like, I, I reached out to my friends, to everyone going like, hey, if you if you have an open weekend, and you want to do arenas. Yeah, they're fun experience and they're and they're packed and I have a great lighting package and and it's a whole fucking thing. And it's a fun way to experiment in them and not have to sell it for yourself. Sure. And my fans are comedy fans. But he reached out. He was like, I really appreciate the offer and the fact you were thinking of me. And he's just a fucking solid dude. He's the best. I feel so lucky. But yeah, it made me laugh on Two Bears because you brought it up so like secretively. You were like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I can talk about it. And I had like, I've been posting pictures uh, about us publicly for like God. months. <laughs> so it was oh, like. I bet I, I bet I said it and thought that they edited it out. Oh, no, it was all in there. Oh, for real? But oh, it was, it made me laugh that you made it sound like it was a secret, but it wasn't at all. Well, I, didn't, public, I, just, but... I saw, maybe I saw. I guess I must have, I must have, I didn't talk to you privately about it. So I must have seen it on Instagram. Yeah. 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 Oh, was when he did. No, I know how I found out. Okay. <laughs> uh, he was doing his special in Madison. Oh yeah. And I was there like the week before. Right. Okay. I was there yeah. The week before doing, I did the, it's the first comedy club I've done in 
fucking like five years, six Comedy years. Comedy on State. Comedy on State. And I was hanging out with the ladies and mm-hmm. they would said, you know who he's dating, right? And I said, no. <laughs> and they said, Kelsey Cook. And I went, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and so I think, I think that's where I found oh, out. Oh, I thought you had seen uh, like Instagram pictures and stuff. Mm-mm. But yeah. So anyway, you Speaking said- about prolific writing, that motherfucker did two shows at that, at the, at the, the theater at Madison sold both out, did two new hours back to back one hour for one. And then a new hour. He made history. It, it hasn't been done. It was so wild to watch that in person just the capabilities of his brain to be able to memorize that much material and nail it it was and and both shows were equally as strong like Mm -hmm. both hours and there wasn't like oh this is kind of the leftover stuff i'll throw in this hour like both were such incredible hours so i'm really excited for those to come out all my hours have been the leftover stuff (laughs) (laughs) yeah every hour i'm like well i didn't have this one in yeah so yeah, I, I, that's that was really impressive. How did you guys how, how did you guys meet? So we I mean, knew each other through comedy. I actually so I had heard his name for forever, just like in the club circuit. Yeah. And then I was uh, taking a lift to the airport and the lift driver was playing his album. So I had heard his name before, but I hadn't actually um, like seen his comedy or heard his comedy. And I was dying laughing and we ended up listening to like most of his album in the car. And I was like bonding with this Lyft driver. You know, usually like, I feel like you don't yeah. <laughs> like talk that much to Lyft drivers. And I had tweeted, I was like, oh my God, Chad Daniel's stuff is so funny. And- uh, Great tweet for him to wake up to. <laughs> one of the hottest chicks in comedy, one of the hottest chicks alive. Fucking oh, one. I love so Chad nice. Daniel's comedy. My wife that's doesn't so even nice. listen to my shit. I have to fucking pay to get her to fly out. Uh, but I just, I was laughing out loud in the lift and, uh, became just a total fan of his comedy. I also, like you said, I loved how he was living his life. And I had seen that with Dan Cummins too. people who Dan Cummings is a really impressive dude. Yeah. He's a really impressive dude. And I gotta be honest with you. A lot of what I'm doing right now is based off the way he was running his business because his podcast is fucking addictive it's, addictive. yeah been a fan of time suck for a long time and he he just did it his own way he got himself a little place to do a studio and mm-hmm. also i think he's in idaho right yep he's in idaho and kind of like lives a fucking can i tell you what i love about dan cummings I, I i apologize dan i apologize ahead of time if this isn't cool mm-hmm. this is what i love about dan cummings he was married and he was a road guy and everyone mm-hmm. was like, yeah. And then in, married and had a kid and road guy. And then they're like, got divorced. And everyone was like, ugh, fucking road life. These guys, these guys are dogs. He never said a fucking word. He never said a fucking word. Yeah. She cheated on him. He never said a fucking word. He right. just went, he went, yeah, man, didn't work out. Wow. What a fucking, that's like a real person. That's like a, that's a fucking thoughtful, right? The fucking article about that guy. Like how about the, how about the LA times, right? Just write one article about a guy like Dan Cummings who got burned. And by, by the way, if Lanchi is on me, not only do I murder her. Okay. I murder my daughters too. I murder our animals. And then I'm going to come out trying to look the victim. I will. I'll be like, can you believe what she did to me? I had to kill everyone because of her. How dare oh she? God. She knew I loved Let's her. Let's circle back to the earlier clip where he's like, I'm not a narcissist, but yeah, uh, not like my clinically. Whole goddamn family. I have to fly up to my daughter's college and then get a pass to come to her dorm to surprise her to murder. <laughs> Fucking. Oh my God. 
He's so great. Every I mean, time I, you try to visit her, you're like on the list there. You can't yeah. get into camp. But he's like, he's a good, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. That's yes. what I love about Dan Cummings. And and by the way, his podcast is amazing. His stand up is fucking insane. His he's just those guys. I, that group of guys, and there's a lot of them. Man, I, I like that's what I'm. You know, you. That's why I would like the Hollywood to shine a light on. Right. Because those those guys. I'll be very candid. I, I'm not as good a comic as all the dudes we're mentioning right now. These guys are so good, so good. These are guys I'd be afraid yeah. to follow in a club. I'm being serious. They're murderers. They're murderers. They're murderers. murderers. Pete Lee, fucking murderer. Dude, there's so many people people don't know of that I go, I couldn't follow them. But for whatever reason, they're not maybe doing a theater tour or maybe they're not selling as many. I mean, I think all those guys actually are all selling as many tickets as they want. But like they, they, these could be movie stars. These could be fucking sitcom stars. There's so much that they could do. Now, a lot of them chose the life they wanted. Like your boyfriend chose the life he, Chad did not, Chad actually walked away from Hollywood and moved into the woods of Minnesota to raise children (laughs) because you only get one shot at that. I was like, my kids will raise themselves. I'll be in a tour bus for the next 12 years. Everyone can suck it. Daddy's got dreams. Fucking Jesus. Pop-Tarts are easy enough to make. Yeah, guys, make you guys for yourself. your mom's there. What yeah. the fuck? Do you need both parents? You know, a lot of kids only have one parent. Your privilege is showing. But yeah, those guys are all fucking monsters. Yeah. And I had really looked up to all of them and that lifestyle because I knew that the years I lived in LA, I was like, ah, oh, it's hard for me to see myself living here for the rest of my life. It really never felt like home to me, but I knew I needed to be here for a period of time to grow my career. And then I actually moved back to Spokane at the end of 2020 when things were so shut down here. And then I ended up staying there for the last two years um, because my mom got sick and, uh, and I randomly ended up getting my agent while I lived in Spokane. And then they put me on this huge tour. And so then I was like, well, I don't, I guess I can live anywhere then. Yeah. And then I moved, um, Chad and I got a place together in Minnesota a month ago. So then I just moved to Minneapolis. Really? But it's, but I feel so grateful that I'm, I am kind of living that way that I saw them live, which is what I wanted. I wanted to be able to live in cities that I actually loved living in around people I loved and get to do my dream job. And so I tour like every week now and you're, it's, you're on the road all the time. It's been a lot. Yeah. But it's been so great. And so I'm, I'm just feeling super happy that I didn't have to stay here in the end. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. It's, it's nice being one of the only comics left here. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird. It's weird. I I mean, when you, I guess when you look at the pecking order, you know, there's comics that are the biggest comics in the world, like Bill Maher, David Spade, Mm -hmm. fucking, there's so many of that, that level of comic. But when you go to a club, you know, it is bizarre not to see, not to see the, I mean, the way I remember it, where it was like, everyone was bigger than me. Yeah. Every single person on that stage yeah. was a fucking legend. Yeah. And and now I'm not saying that not everyone's legends. I'm just saying it is bizarre to to not see the lineups that I remember. It's different. It and, is and, for and, sure. And I, I wish I, I wish I, that I wish that we, we don't have a life where we can leave. Like, I mean. Right. But you, I mean, this is, I feel like you like LA. I, Do you I'm like never LA? here. Okay. Yeah. Like I, I really, I like it, I guess. You've built an empire though. 
And I feel like you being here is so makes so much sense for your. I definitely am. I am career. more LA than any of the comics that we've mentioned. Right. I am a whore. I am a <laughs> whore. Like <laughs> if you want to pay me to do a talk show or a late night game show, I'm in. Mm-hmm. If you want me to pay, if you want to pay me to do uh fucking family feud, you don't have to pay me. I'll do it for free. <laughs> I would love to be like, delighted. Yeah. yeah but like I, I enjoy this business. I enjoy the, like yeah. Chad doesn't enjoy this business. It, right. He likes stand up and that's it. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. even think he likes podcasting. He like, I think he loves doing his podcast. Like, but I'm mean, no, I mean like the way, like, I'm like, I have four fucking podcasts. Like, I'm, yeah, I don't like, think he would want. No, he just, he, he doesn't mind doing his things. Mm-hmm. Same with, same with everyone we just named, including Tom, who is, is as much a whore as me. <laughs> but Tom says no to everything. I don't say no to anything. I, I feel like it's, it's an opportunity to, to do cool shit, to learn things and to get better. And, yeah. and I, and, and make myself more comfortable and, and in everything. So like, um, there's a lot of guys that I mentioned probably wouldn't take time to do a movie. I definitely took three months out of my life to leave my family, to go to Serbia, to do a movie. Yeah. Um, I would do that again. Uh, we're, uh, we're, we're tentatively doing three, three more movies this year. Oh and, my I, and, God. and I, and Amazing. I want to have a sitcom that we're trying to sell. And, and, uh, but I like Hollywood. I like all of it. I like, yeah. I, I enjoy the pompousness of it. Sometimes I enjoy the, the, the 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 showiness i enjoy all of i enjoy hollywood i think it's cool i i i do get i was just talking to a cage fighter about this but like mm-hmm. I, I still get starstruck I, I like that i like that i get starstruck and I, for mm-hmm. me it helps me connect with what it is to be a fan of someone's there are people that don't give a fuck about being famous and they also don't want to take pictures and they don't give a fuck about fans totally like i get nervous around certain people because i go oh my god that's fucking chris rock how nervous were you around Adriana Chechik? Uh You know, I got to tell you, I don't know the right way to say this without sounding absolutely uh, like, like a she is like like a creepy old man. Yeah, she is fucking perfect. She is so beautiful. She is she's so, so beautiful, pretty in person. She has no flaws. Her skin is so soft, and she's in great <laughs> fucking shape. My, I, I had no notes. I, I like, I like, oh but you my can, God, you can, oh, I had no, no notes. notes. Like oh, there, you just looked at God. it and you're like, what the fuck? And then you're like, and then, I mean, there's a part of you that goes, how did you fall into this? I mean, you could have, like, you could have sure. done anything. I mean, I feel like why not just act like you're that pretty, like, yeah, you know, everyone has the reasons to do whatever the fuck they do. Everything, everyone has something in, internally driving them to get them to what they want or, or what they need for me. It's, it's, you know, it's attention or, yeah. or maybe it's attention or more. It's approval from my dad. I think I have, mm, I think most mm-hmm. comics have dad issues for sure. Yeah. Um, I think some managers have played into that and signed people only with dad issues. God. Oh, uh, who's yeah. your manager now? Uh, Lisa at uh, mosaic. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, mosaic's great agency. Yeah. I yeah. really love my managers and agents. They're all, I feel like they're all, not just great at their job, but great people too, which is not always the case in this business. Who's the big owner of Mosaic? Is that Jimmy? Uh, I don't know. I, I know. I, I want to. Never mind. Never mind. This is stupid. No one gives a fuck about our <laughs> air managers. <laughs> the fuck's wrong with me? Sometimes I forget I'm on a podcast. I'm like, wait, wait who's the business? Yeah. What percentage are you giving your manager these days? You know, a lot of people are dropping down to five percent. The uh, you know that for real though. No. I oh yeah, know. a lot of people are. I just had a call with someone. 
And I was like, I was like, I, I wouldn't do I that. I don't think, yeah. Now, those are the ones. That I didn't think that that was. Negotiable. I didn't think that was a thing either. I yeah. love when you see guys in this business just go like it's like when Chad moved to Minnesota. I go, you can do that. Yeah, you can do that and still be a comedian. Yeah, what the fuck? It's crazy. I, I like Segura just fired his manager. Okay, and was like, I don't need one. And I was like, Who are you gonna run all your decisions by? He goes, <laughs> Me. I just make them all myself anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, we were talking about Adriana, but I'm trying to think of what. Adriana. Oh, you're like what got. I think she's, and I don't know her, of course, but it's like, I think she seems to genuinely enjoy having sex. I think she does. I definitely think she does. Which I think adds to her appeal is that it doesn't feel like a performance in a fake way. Yeah. I know she talks about being like almost a porn athlete and all yeah. of that. Oh, she's an extreme she athlete. Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. There's something about what she does that feels very genuine. There's, and I think uh, it sets her apart. I think that that, yeah. I mean, she uh, definitely, I think, enjoys it. I've heard stories of her, but I would enjoy it. Like, if I could just be, like, if 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 I, in a parallel universe, everyone was like, you got to have sex with Bert. I think I'd be very happy. <laughs> what, what are you laughing at, Rachel? You don't think there's an, a universe that exists where <laughs> women are knocking down the door to have sex with me and videotape it, and then the other women want to watch it? That's a, that's a total fucking feasible hypothesis, <laughs> hypothetical. I, I definitely... Uh, I wanted so bad to do a Bert and Leanne sex tape, but deep fake our faces on other people's bodies. Oh my God. If anyone could do that, I would really love that. I'm sure. How great would that be? Um, did uh, <laughs> I have to, can I ask if you're, if like Leanne, or I don't know if um, Christine and Tom talked about this, but do they get uncomfortable with you guys having Adriana on and like that level of conversation of like, who do you think you'd fall in love with? Or like, if you had to fuck one of us, does that make them uncomfortable? Or do they just, are they kind of like, well, she's Adriana Chechik. This oh, is... Leanne doesn't know who Adriana Chechik is. Oh, okay. She has no fucking clue. She has no idea that she was on the podcast. She'll never listen. It's interesting. Yeah. And huh. if she heard it, she'd be like, oh, whatever. We did ask her actually, Adriana asked it, said that Tom and I could fuck her together. And so we ran it. by. She wives. said that? She said we could run a train on her. Yeah. Oh my God, what a wild life. And but Tom and I were like, we're definitely going to ask. Because <laughs> if there's <laughs> sure. a loophole where they're like, yeah, 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 do it. But, you know, you guys can't high five. Then we'll be like, okay, we'll do that. <laughs> and so we we had three scenarios. The first one was, can we have sex with her? And they were immediately both of them like, no. And we're like, can we have sex with her with strap-ons and, and not be us? And they're like, absolutely not. And I go, what if... We are not facing it with the strap-ons backwards and his tails. Can we do it? And we don't get to see it. <laughs> and they're like, no, there's no fucking way. And then Tom's like, hold on, strap-ons? What, what are we going to do? What, what about our dicks? I go, Tom, we're going to be jerking off furiously, <laughs> staring at each other in the eyes going, I'm so glad we started this podcast. <laughs> Just tears no. of happiness. We, my, Leanne, Leanne got me a long time ago where um, I shot... I shot something for Hurt Bird a long time ago where I was a dominatrix gimp and I technically did a porn technically without the sex part. Like okay. it just, I was naked. These girls were torturing my cock with like uh with like a weight and electric cattle prod and Jesus. candle wax and like uh, everything. It was, and, and, and we were dating. Were you into it or was that traumatizing? No, it's not. There's no, there's nothing into it. It was fucking. It was horrible. It was for a show called Hurt Bird. So okay, like yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't sexy at all. So no one, I never got aroused. 
Like, and so, and when that happened, I think we kind of, that was our, and we were dating at the time. Those were where boundaries were. They're like, she's like, yeah, that's fine. If it's for, if it's, if there's a joke to it. So like, and so like, and I'd done other stuff like that since I was a male stripper. Mm -hmm. Leanne came and saw it. um, And I was in like a a thong and I was like dry humping girls. Leanne's got, Leanne knows, Leanne knows who I am. And I'm a very, I have intimacy issues. Uh, mm-hmm. I have fear of massive fear of disease. Um, yeah. I have a fear of death. And so, and Leanne knows I don't, I'm not, she just knows where I'm going to come home every night. And yeah. so as much as she knows my sense of humor is, is going to be out, out there. She's never, ever gotten mad at anything. And Tom and I both had our cocks shocked on a live stream one time. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 We were both tethered by our penises to an electric <laughs> prod and a dominatrix camp was electric, oh. electric our dicks. And so, I think anything just shy, anything just south of that, she's cool with. Jesus. I remember at that time, the lady goes, me and Tom are tethered together by our penises. It's, we're you guys really are the best of friends. Yeah. We're, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's some deep bonding that me and my girlfriends don't do. And, and then she said, uh, do you guys want me to, do you guys want orgasms? And we were like, huh? She goes, you, you <laughs> like guys, you're at in and out. Hey, do you want an orgasm with it? Yeah. Do you and want we like, animal style? Tom's like, how, how do we answer this? I said, I know we're supposed to say no, but like, can we just ask how they'd happen? She goes, oh yeah, I'll make it happen in a minute. And we were like, what can you do in a minute? She was like, uh, let me show you. And we're like, no, neither of us can say no. Neither of us can say yes. And so yeah, we didn't yeah. do it. But then the whole time we're like, what would she have done to us? She didn't tell you what it would have, what she would have done? Uh, she did walk us through it. It was uh, some vibrating machine that she had that would just, I guess you put your dick in in a minute. You're like, no. Ah! <laughs> And apparently it simulates what women feel when they have orga- like multiple orgasms. Yeah. So I was like, oh, fucking buy me one of these goddamn machines. <laughs> no, we uh, <laughs> like, how would you feel if Chad was like, oh, I'm doing a thing? Like what? Like would, if he did it, if he if he had been a guest bear and Adriana Chechik would have been there, would that upset you? I am so territorial of him. It's really? funny where I feel like we're both very uh, territorial of each other. I don't know if it's something I've been talking about it on stage. I feel like some switch flipped in my thirties. I don't know if it's this feeling of like, this is it for me. And it's just like, you are, I don't know. Did that happen with Leanne? Yeah. Leanne. Leanne, Leanne and I, when we first started, dating, I think she was 30 and she dumped me because I wouldn't commit. Okay. Like I was just like, I was like, I don't know what, I don't want to put labels on things. And then one night I got drunk, got into an argument with one of her or two, three or four of her friends. And, uh, she, and she was like, well, if you're not going to commit and that's who you are, I don't, I don't think I'm not going to stand by you and I don't want to date you. And I fucking realized I'd fucked up immediately, immediately Uh, the sense of regret, like full blown regret. And I fought and I got her back and good for her though, to be like, this is what I deserve and this is what I want. And yeah, yeah. she was like, and she was like, listen, I'll, I, we went to Malibu out to the beach and she said, I'll take you back, but I've got to know that we're going towards something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and that, that was a fucking, I want to talk about terrifying moments in your life where you go, all right. Cause there's always the next chick. There, I mean, there's 8 billion people. There will yeah. always be a billion, you know, all these people, but. And I, yeah. I remember saying like, oh, hold on. I do love this chick, 
but I have loved before and I've gotten over it. And I'm now, and, and all of them took me to this chick. So I know there's got to be a chick like this next right? or within a little bit. I know it's going to be there. Maybe I go, maybe I just focus on my career and I don't, and I don't worry about this chick. And I just really double down. Cause that's what I do in the past. I yeah. go, I go, you know what? I, she didn't like me. Then I don't like me and I'm going to get it. So I like me. And then when I like me, other people will like me. Oh. And, uh, I sat on the beach and I said, do I have to give an answer right now? She was like, yeah. She was like, are you fucking serious? You, you know, you want a week to think about if you love me? And I was like, I was like, no, I love you. Uh, this is it. I'm it. This is it. I'm in it. Yeah. And then I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm in it. And I, I remember I said a prayer to God saying, if you give her back to me, I promise I won't fuck it up. Oh, yeah. And then he gave her back to me and I, I haven't fucked it up yet. I'm, I've tried. I've tried a few times. <laughs> <laughs> They podcast with Adriana on, podcast, yeah, on four different podcasts. Released yeah. on Valentine's Day. What the fuck's wrong with Tom? <laughs> it was a really great episode, though. It was so interesting to hear about her, her backstory and yeah. her rates. And I just, I can't imagine the, what was she saying? The clean out times or whatever that was. That was I, insane. I don't remember any of the podcasts we did. <laughs> It's, it's, I I'm surprised that whole one isn't like burned no, into your brain. All I remember is that she was in foster care. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's all. I, my only takeaway, and I sadly makes it makes watching her porns a whole lot less enjoyable. Oh, because you're like yeah. you're like yeah, you're like oh fuck, man. You know? Yeah, I I can't imagine that that was. She was really cool. She was really really cool. I had a good time with her, and, and I yeah, like I said, fucking perfect. Isn't that great? As a, as a woman, you know, you always have porn as a backup career. <laughs> Like if you're like, well, if the bills don't, if things don't pan out, I could definitely, I definitely can have sex for money. I guess. I, never I, I can't do that. I don't have that bailout plan. <laughs> I could be a hitman. You know, that's just about it. You could be like a, like a security guard. I could. I wonder what jobs I could, I could, I wonder what jobs, like if things went south, what jobs I could easily get tomorrow. Okay. So if you get canceled for something you say. Sure. You then you can't get like you can't be a salesman. I make a good salesman. Yeah. Um, can't be a bartender. Can't work at Lowe's. I could see you being a DJ. Uh, <laughs> I can never wait through the whole song. I mean, DJs don't. No. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. I, I saw that's all Diplo DJs do this week. Really? Yeah. He's. I. I said to him, "I'm such a fucking. I hate when I speak." Like, I fucking hate it. Don't you ever, do you ever like start talking to someone and then go, what the fuck am I saying? I'm talking, this is <laughs> yes. coming out of my mouth right now. What the fuck? <laughs> so Isla gets two tickets to Harry Styles and we all want to go to Harry Styles. And it was a fucking nightmare trying to find tickets. Buying tickets for your favorite event shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guaranteed. You can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Let me tell you something. If you haven't been to an outdoor event or to an event at all, like a comedy or music or a sporting event, it is so much fun. It I love that more than anything. I, I get jealous sometimes that I don't get to do it more often because I'm always working. But to call your friends, start a group text, get the tickets, get going. It's the best. And this is the app you need to use. GameTime is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your emails. Snag tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, 
and use the code BERTCAST for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code BERTCAST for $20 off or go to GameTime, G-A-M-E-T-I-M-E dot co, C-O. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. I'm horrible at talking. I am. I do it with ego. Which is funny. I do it with it's ego. What you do for a living? I know. I know. But I think the thing where you go, uh, you you share a lot, and I go, yeah, I wish I didn't, because I I would love to not say things. There's things I say I'll say. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have a brilliant thought. <laughs> you were talking about in the very beginning. You were talking about. Um, other comics liking you, approval of comics, mm-hmm. the way that comedy is. Comedy is in a weird place where it's not in a weird place. It's an interesting place. So I've been in it so long. I remember before promotion. Mm-hmm. I remember before anyone promoted shows. And I remember the first time I promoted a show feeling dirty about it, going like, yeah. And, and I remember putting it on MySpace. I said, hey, guys. I'll be at the Brea Improv all week. And I looked at it and I went, hmm, I should let them know I'm headlining. I'm not featuring. I don't want anyone to think I'm featuring. Yeah. I should tell them I'm headlining. And at that moment, I was gone. I took the pill. Wow. And it was my first hit of heroin and I've been stuck ever since. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. it's crazy. You'll catch me doing it now. I did four shows at the Mullet Arena. Like yeah. and you go, you don't need to say that. I did four shows in Tempe, but there's a part of a fucking comics broken brain where you go, oh, they're gonna think you're at the Tempe Improv for Saturday and Friday. And That's that fucking, such a relief that you still think like that. Actually, oh, I think like that. <laughs> I think like that. I like. I go. I, I. It's it's it's. I remember when it happened to me, and it's never. And I've never been able to go back, and no one's been able to go back. Mm-hmm. You watch people say, <clears throat> you know, you watch the way the way we promote is there's an ego attached to it. For sure. Yeah. And it's hard because there, I think there is such a time and place where we should celebrate successes and victories in our careers and stuff, but you always have to be so careful how you word it so that it doesn't come off as, as egotistical when that's not how you're trying to be. But like, we are also trying to get the word out about our careers. And I do think that buzz is a real thing. Mm -hmm. And the first two weekends of my tour sold out and I was really torn on posting anything about it. Cause I was like, is that going to look braggy? Because the question is, by the way, I've had all these thoughts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who are you posting that for though? They can't get tickets. Exactly. Well, that's what I've been trying to tell myself over and over is like, Comics are not the ones buying tickets to your show. Well, hold on. No, hang on. So, no, no, hang on. Put a button in that. That's fucking really important information. Yeah. But what I'm saying is when when I post a show sold out, who, I remember posting that. I don't I do not do it anymore. By the way, my shows never sell out anymore because you can always add fucking seats in the goddamn arena. <laughs> right, so like, but you're so doing like, an arena. Yeah, is... so let me tell you something. I, I would love to be one of you guys get, saying shows sold out. <laughs> well, we'd it's be, impossible. We'd love to be you. <laughs> Even fucking Boston when it was a guy, it was, the guy goes... Sold it to the ceiling, kid. Sold out. Technically not. And uh, any of the any of the ballers know. Did you perform in the round? No, I did not. I had to end stage. So unless you're in the round, like so, like wow. So technically, it's every level then. Yeah, it's it's oh it oh it get just gets worse. Yeah. But when you post a sold out show, say I'm doing a theater and I post uh, both shows sold out. Who am I posting that for? Because the people in the city 
They don't give a fuck. They they can't. They already know it's sold out. If they're trying to get tickets, they know it's sold out. Right. I'm posting that for other people to see. It's a weird flex. Here's the one thing: is that you are not selling tickets to comics. So fuck what they think. Right. You are not selling tickets to comics. Comics do not buy tickets, and the ones that are the shittiest are the ones that are in their head the most. <laughs> and yes. trust me, they're thinking more about themselves they, that day than you are. Because I will say, I have been one of those guys. Yeah. I struggled for fucking. So goddamn long in this business, seeing people sell tickets and seeing people blow up and you you do this shitty fucking inner dialogue, which you shouldn't do. You yeah. should celebrate your friends. But there's people you don't like. Right. There's people you don't like. There's people that don't like Taylor Thomas. Can you believe it? Sweetest person I know. There are people that don't like her. There are people I know that don't like her. Right. Well, and 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 and, and, and it's fascinating to sit. And listen to someone dig at someone you love and them not know you love them. Oh. Because then you go, okay, so just so we're clear, this is what, this is, this is the same shark attack that happens to me. Uh-huh. Only I'm getting to be inside the boat, watch it happen. Yes. Of course. Because nobody's immune to it. No. And, and you know, it's funny and, um, Taylor and I, I don't know that, I don't think she and I together, we haven't yet like talked about it publicly, but she and I went through a whole thing where I struggled for a really long time with her success. For real? Yeah. Like we, because we started self-helpless and became friends about six years ago. And it was like right, right before she took off. Mm -hmm. And of all of the people in LA to move here and become close with and befriend, I just so happened to befriend this person who was like, a mega star of a generation. And we all compare ourselves to the people who are like immediately around us, I think, especially women, it, female comics, you get clumped into this even smaller category. Well, there's not a female comic selling. There are only, I can think, four more comics selling more tickets than Taylor right now. So male or female, four or five, maybe. Right. So, like, just so we're clear, there's no female comic even near where Taylor is, but there's also no male comic near where Taylor is. (laughs) When you talk about that subset, that is, that is, and and by the way, Taylor's someone that opened for me. So like, so like if anyone, if anyone would be, would have envy, it would definitely be the guy that brought her out as a feature act Uh. and then watched her surpass him in ticket sales. I mean, her ticket sales are fucking obnoxious. (laughs) I mean, she moves small villages into a fuck and, and, I just was on the phone with her for a very long time. I'm, privately, I won't say what we talked about, but mm-hmm. we, we talked the other day for about 45 minutes about this business and about that. And it's funny. I was with some people, I was with some comics and we were bullshitting and I said something. I said, yeah, were they, who are you talking to? I said, Taylor Thomason. And they're like, oh, fucking love her. I said, yeah, you know, she did like uh, roughly 20,000 tickets in Boston. And they're like, what? And immediately went from love her to like, what? And I go, yeah, she sold four oh. wangs. And uh, I don't know if it's 20, whatever it is. It was a lot. I don't a know lot, what the yeah. wang is. But but I go, yeah, she's fucking, I mean, like, she could be an arena act tomorrow if she chose to. And and, and across the country and, and sell out arenas clean in the round. Yeah. And they were like, what the fuck? How much is wang? 35. So she, I think she's maybe she sold more because I know she sold, she might have done six at the wang. But she sold a ridiculous yeah. amount of the mm-hmm. wang. And so uh, she's fucking, no one's impervious to it. Everyone roots for you until you get to the top. 
There's got to be a mountaintop quote about that. But what was? But right. I, I understand oh. what you're saying because I, I had a moment where I had to decide if, if I was going to be jealous of Tom or if I was going to root for him. Right. Oh, right. And uh, also doing self-helpless, you know, three women together. Anytime there's a group, people, it's like boy band shit. People yeah. love to rank. There were Reddit threads ranking our hotness. Ooh. All this gross shit that, that makes fun. it. All this gross shit that makes it really easy for you to feel competitive with one another. And um my career at the time wasn't going poorly. You know, I was like opening for Jim on tour, Jim Norton on tour. I uh, did the tonight show and this is not happening. I think within maybe like a year of self helpless starting. So it's not like. And for the record my, on anyone else's career trajectory, a lot of this is happening for you very young too. Right. Well, thank you. And, but that's, what's so funny is like in the grand scheme of things, I've I've been so fortunate to have the success I've had so far, but my uh, vision was so zoomed in to just me and Taylor. Well, you're trying to judge your shadow next to a mountain. She was. We were talking all the time. I mean, we were right there, constantly working together, constantly um, talking about everything, and she was having like massive, massive success. Not only. Um, was it happening, I think, pretty quickly, like all at once, mm -hmm. but she was so young, still is so young. Wait, how much, how old is she? How old are you? Uh, I'm 33. How old is Taylor? She's 29, I think. Oh, so, yeah, I know, I know what you're saying. At, at, in, at 27, 23 is really young. Yeah. And yeah, at 30, 29, like, you know, it's like the yeah. age difference now is like you're getting closer, but when you're that young, it is, it is pretty. Yeah. Yeah, look, it, there, here's the thing you got to do. I got turned on to a phrase called giving them their flowers a, mm -hmm. by a guy named Taylor, oddly enough. Oh, funny. And uh, you, you gotta, you, if, if you do, and I'm not talking about you, but I'm saying like I, my experience with Tom, mm -hmm. if I was to do anything just shy of giving him his flowers and truly appreciating what he's capable of, what he's doing, what he's done and where he's going, then I'm a hater. And, right. and I, and I didn't, I had this decision. We were doing oddball. Me, Joey, Tom, Gabe, Sebastian, uh, Jim Jeffries, Dane Cook. It was a big fucking lineup. It was yeah. going to be fun. I didn't have the greatest job. I was, I think I was going up early, but I, I had a job and it was going to, I had nine weeks of it. And at the last minute, they just pulled me off of it. Mm. And they were like, they were like, yeah, we're trying to save money. Mm. And Tom called me and he said, I've told this story before, but Tom called me and he said, uh, dude, what the fuck happened with Oddball? I go, yeah, I know. He goes, that fucking really sucks. I'm sorry. And I was like, eh, you know, it does. But I could buy it. And he goes, no, that's a lot of money to lose out on. I go, not really. I mean, it's technically 18 grand. He goes, oh, 18 grand? That's not bad. But how are you going to do without it? And I said, I'm not going to miss 18,000. And he goes, no, per show. I went, oh, no, no, it was 18,000 total. And he goes, what do you mean? Mm. I said, they were paying me $2,000 a show. He was like, what? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, I go, how much were you making? And he goes, I don't think I can tell you. Oh. I was like, how, how much are you making? And he goes, I, I don't want to tell you because I don't want it to fuck up our friendship. Oh, and I said, give me a second. I remember I did this. I put my phone on the desk and I put my hands on my thing and I went, am I? Because I got to be honest with myself in this moment. Am I a person 
who can hear about good things happening to another person that I also wanted yeah, and celebrate for that person and not have it be a reflection of me. Yeah. And so I said, I can, I can hear this. And in my, my head and my number was $10,000 <laughs> and he goes $20,000. And I went per show. And he went, yeah, yeah, I'm buying a house. Oh. And I was like, oh, fuck. And I was like, motherfucker. And then I thought, number one, I want Tom to have a house, right? Mm -hmm. I do. Number two, this is a direct reflection of where I am in the business. This is an actual mirror held up to my face of this is where you stand. But I go, it's good to know that. It's good to know yeah, where I stand. valuable information. Yeah, this is really valuable information. This is what the industry thinks of me. This is what they where they believe I am. Okay. Okay, we can, now we know where to start from. Yes. Yeah, and uh, you know, I was having stuff happen at that time that I think was making it that much harder where people in LA would text me to get Taylor's number to book them on shows that I wanted to do. That's oh, hey, a yeah. hard... Welcome to the Joe Rogan circle. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That You think that's bad? Oh, wow, you should see what happens. Well, you have no fucking idea how bad it gets with Joe Rogan. <laughs> but like... Like shows at the store that I was like, oh man, I, I would really love to do that show sometime. And then the booker would text me and I would see their name and I'd be like, ooh, maybe I'm going to do it. And the text would be, hey, can I have Taylor's number to put you on? So we, I mean, those are like hard things emotionally to navigate yeah. in a friendship. And we ended up having such an honest conversation with each other about three years ago. And she opened up about some stuff that she had been struggling with, with me. And we had both been but having these... <laughs> <laughs> that were, uh, they're like blue green i think it kind of depends what i'm wearing sometimes it, it oh how rings. cool so that's what she was upsetting her she's got dead brown eyes no, she is beautiful she is so funny we did adam ray's podcast yesterday and as she was talking i was just looking at her being like oh my gosh she has such beautiful eyes i have a hard time but, i have a hard time the the word the wrong word is sexualizing but i have a hard time seeing her as a woman because to you she's almost like a daughter figure yeah she looks like georgia Oh, and okay. and so as, as as whenever I hung out, she told me that one time. I said, oh, "Fucking of course, cunty piece of shit." Bert was like, "Hey, can you not post pictures with when you wear lipstick?" It's and I don't think people like it. You she did that like, to me one time. I've done, like it, years I've done it to all ago. you guys. I've done it to all you yeah. guys. I don't like it at I all. I have like a picture on Instagram with cleavage, and you're like, like, "Oh, I do. I did not. I don't like." You're like, I, "Why did you?" I do remember that? I found out you had boobs that day, and I was like, <laughs> "What the fuck, what Kelsey? Why would you do that?" Like, and, I, and then I realized you're not selling tickets to me, and I'm looking. I look at you girls like like daughters. Like I look at you guys like like little girls, and I right. and, and I don't want to see my daughter sex. I don't like when my daughter puts on fucking makeup, and I'm like, ah. And Taylor really aggravated me with that, and I was and she goes. She like snapped back at me and she goes, no, you just see me as your fucking daughter. And that's why you say that. So yeah. don't, don't, I'm, I'm a grown woman. And I was like, yeah. you're right. You're fucking right. Yeah. But like, I just, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I don't want you guys to, I don't want, I don't know. You guys are so funny. I don't, you guys are so funny. I don't want guys thinking they can go there to have sex with you. Like that's the fucking, yeah. but here I am. You posting. and my dad. My dad oh, for real? <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing is like, like anytime, um, if I've posted a, like a bikini picture on vacation, my dad will be like, you know, I just, I just feel like that's encouraging attention from people that you don't want that attention from. Yeah, but you and should I be said, proud of your body. I know. And I said, I get what you're saying. However, I could post pictures of myself only in a turtleneck forever. And dudes, if they're creepy dudes, they're going to be creepy dudes. That's not going to creepy dudes. Yeah. That's not going to change it. But anyway, um, so Taylor and I had had that conversation and it completely 
changed our friendship. And we both feel so grateful that we were able to have that talk and now have our friendship be where it is. Because so many, I think especially female friendships, can get catty and just kind of dissolve. There are going to be ebbs and flows to a friendship and to a rela- and to like professional careers. I mean, when right. Tom and I had that conversation, I was like, I just want to get to where he is. That's it. And now I've surpassed him by leaps and bounds. <laughs> and so Tom, I mean, looks up to me a lot and he's, you know, always like, Bert, tell me what to do next. <laughs> oh my God, so funny. You know, the only person that's ever in that house that's ever asked me advice is his fucking wife. And, I, I, and I've told her every time, do not listen to your fucking husband. Your husband operates on a different fucking universe. He yeah. does not give a fuck about anyone. He does not need approval. He is broken. Do not fucking listen to your husband. Do the Omaha funny bone. Take their fucking offer. Do press. Oh. Tom would be like, fuck Omaha. I'm doing a rock venue. I'm not doing press. I'll sell it on my website. He did. He always did. And then he had to tell me, like, I remember him saying to me around that. No, probably a little after that. Thank God I got through this because I had the most valuable uh, asset in this business, which is someone who had been there that cared about me. You know, I just did. uh, I'm doing just arenas on this tour. And I did. Um. I did. Uh, I, I upgraded my lighting package. Have you seen it? Uh, Taylor was talking to me about the, your screens and stuff. Hey, Paulston, do me a favor. Pull up this. So this is what I've done, and I'm and I'm telling you. That's why I was trying to tell Taylor to come out and do a show with me, mm-hmm. so she could see what it is. It's not going to be there. It's going to be on my regular page. Yeah. So um, I I upgraded it. I paid. M- more money, but I felt like if I was going to do an arena, I wanted to really put on a show. I wanted people to feel like they were at an event and that it wasn't just a stage, a spotlight and a mic. Yeah. Like I wanted to make sure that it was upgraded to the next level. And so then this is the beauty of having, who the fuck do you follow, Halston? That's my dad and his wife. Oh, for real? (laughs) That's your dad? Walter White. This is is the lighting. That's so cool. You can scroll through it, but scroll through it. I think there's a real, real cool picture I'll show you. This is... Jesus. Here, let me see if there's there's a fucking savage. Go back to the go back, scroll, scroll, go to that one. Yeah, the lighting is, is no, so is there, cool. Is there a video? Go to the video. Find the video. It's on. But the <laughs> the lighting. Look at that. The, oh, I mean, it just wow. looks next level. And but I paid extra for it. It's a concert. People it, yeah. are getting. I want so you, much I want you to money. feel. I want you to feel like you got your money's worth. I yeah. don't want you to feel like you just watched. So also, I'm bringing murders with me on this show with Mark Norman and Shane Gillis. So Jesus, yeah, and Big J Ogerson. Take a oh look at this. my gosh, what a so this what a is the fucking lighting, and that's how I come out. Whoa. I have a lighting. I have lighting cues on on a lot of things so that you feel like it's an event. Yeah, and Tom. Tom and I got into a a fucking long phone call about like, tell me about your lighting package. And Tom, now Tom does arenas, but Tom, he, he did arenas uh, every now and then. Okay. When you do straight arenas, you can just go, I'm going to purchase all this stuff and I'm going to take it with me on all these. It's cost effective. Right. And, uh, and so we had, that's oddly enough what I was talking to Taylor about. Okay. Was about making these shows intimate, making them fun. Yeah. You're, you're not, if if you want to be the front wolf and you got to figure everything out on yourself, like there are people that like that, then be that guy. It's pretty cool to be where me and you are, where we have someone who's done it before and we can yes. talk to them about and pick their brain. Yes. It's a lot. I mean, it's a, it's a, 
I would call it the proverbial catbird seat. <laughs> it's between Taylor and Chad. I feel like I learn so much all the time yeah. about just, especially like the business end mm-hmm. of this. And yeah, uh, just having to realize a few years back that whole uh, other people's su- successes are not your failures. But I think because there is a little bit of that scarcity mindset, like I said, in particular with female comics, that it's like it feels like it can there can only be like one successful female comic at a time. And it's just not true. But they kind of make I feel like this business makes it feel that way. Oh, really? So that's I think I had started to panic when we she and I were were much younger and I saw her really taking off. I felt like now I can't. But it's just not it's not true. It's not true. Yeah. It's not, it's definitely not true. Yeah. I mean, Tom and I look identical. I mean, I'm probably more attractive in a traditional way. <laughs> He's more attractive if, in like, in like, if you like, uh, like mixed nationalities. Sure. <laughs> but, uh, but I feel like, but like, trust me, I guess, I guess I was too dumb to look at that. But he's younger than me. He just looks older than me. He's younger than me. He does look older than me. But I look, but he is younger than me. And I, and I never, I never once thought, I never once thought there is enough room. But I'm also, and by the way, and if if you're gonna argue like, this is at a time when they started cutting back white spots for white guys. True. And. I know everyone, anyone of color or a female is like, oh, did they, Bert? Right. Did, I, they I mean, cut, did they cut back all the spots? Yeah. Because it th- seems like you and Tom both have spots at the table. Right. Yeah. I, but you know what I mean? It's like, there it, was it, a time that that was. There's a lot of dudes, yeah. a lot of white dudes that I'd, I'd hear say that. Mm-hmm. I love Sarah Silverman, what she said. What did she say? Just be great then. Oh, yeah. Be great. Mm-hmm. I was asked to be great. I was great. How come you're not going to be great? Yeah. Because oh, you were getting by on being mediocre. <laughs> Okay. Well, now you got to be great. That's what it feels like. Yeah. That fucking being undeniable shit. I was just going to say that would be undeniable. Rogan told me that one night in the back store at the store. And he was like, uh, can I give you some advice? I said, yeah. And he goes, be undeniable. Mm. And I was like, great, Joe. Thanks again for fucking sage advice that I don't know what the fuck it means. I go, how do I do that? What am I supposed to fucking get that tatted yeah. on my chest? Okay, what am I doing different? Yeah. yeah well, yeah, how do how do I access the undeniable fucking right. part of this game? And I was like, great. And I wrote it in my book going, we'll figure it out. And then yeah. one night I went up on stage and I, I murdered, I murdered and I could have murdered any way I wanted that night. Cause I was so fucking competent on stage. Yeah. And a dude who I really thought was a fucking great comic and a guy that murdered in the, at the store, uh, didn't follow me. He did. He left. Because yeah. he didn't want to. He left. He left and was like, I, I can't do this spot. I'll be back. And then I ran into him and he was like, dude, you're, when did you get fucking funny? I was uh, like, I was like, oh, not the compliment. Uh, the way I wanted to hear that compliment. Yeah, that's not a compliment. Yesterday. He did it yeah. yesterday. Jesus. Yeah. Um, yeah. Taylor came through Minneapolis um, a few weeks ago and did. Uh, what's the theater? She sold out like it was like 10,000 tickets. It was crazy, but did a beautiful theater. Um, I had just moved there a couple weeks before that. And so I did opening spots while she was in town and it was so fun. And it was so, it's so cool to see her doing her thing at that level and also get to have it be this like almost in-person vision board of like, oh yeah, like this is what it feels like to do a theater. This is the stuff I'm like working toward. Like this is where I want to, you know, like the next thing I want to get to. And 
it was just a blast. It was it was really awesome to see. So tell me about the special it comes out on YouTube March 9th. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then whose pods are you doing to promote it? Tom Papa's. Just did Tom Papa's. Just did Honeydew with Ryan Sickler. Oh, is he alive still? <laughs> Heard he had a God, fucking touch and go run of it. Horrible medical shit. I got to have him on the podcast. Will you someone hit up Sickler? Yeah, it's yeah. it's pretty insane. Um, did Adam Ray's podcast, did Dumb People Town this morning with uh, Sklar Brothers and Daniel Van Kirk. It's great. And then I head to New York in um, like a week and a half to do The Tonight Show and do more podcasts out there. So just trying to- Are you doing Are You Garbage? Yep. Mm-hmm. So fucking best. I fucking love that show. I just texted, they just texted me. They're like, hey brother, any chance you can hook us up with Ron White? Oh. So I texted Ron. I go, Ron, these guys are fucking the tits. They're like, so yeah, great. Ron's like, hit it up, brother. Oh. So they'll be doing, really have, um, spoiler alert, they're going to have Ron White on soon. Oh, amazing. I love their show. I had so much fun the first yeah. time. And Are you doing Ari's podcast? I didn't reach out to him. Yeah. Oh, he might drug you. Hey, I'm like, <laughs> after this story. Not, not no, Ari's to. is a good podcast to do while you're out there. Okay. Ari's, do you, do, you know, do you know the Legion of Skanks guys? Um, I do. I was talking to... Um, Lewis? Uh, no, Big Christine? J Overson about me or and down about maybe doing Bonfire. Bonfire, yeah. But I'm gonna do Jim and Sam uh, on Sirius, and we'll see. I'm I'm there for kind of like a short window, and I don't want to do any podcast the day of the Tonight Show taping, so it's yeah. not a ton of time. But I'm gonna do what I can. Well, I always say Legion of Skanks is a good one to do because their fans are legit comedy fans. Okay, like they are legit. Com- they're legit diehard comedy fans. Okay, who are ride or die for comedy, and and they're they listen to this too. Yeah, but uh. And it's always good. It's always good. I don't know. Okay. I've, so the thing I've been saying, t- they don't have enough women uh, that do little keep their tops on on that show. <laughs> so it's it's good to have. It, they're fucking fun guys. I get a kick. Louis Jagom is the sweetest guy in the world. I know okay. he's rough around the edges. And big, but Jig, everyone loves Big J. Oh, yeah. Everyone big loves J Big J. And, so Dan nice. fu- and Dave Smith is fucking brilliant. Yeah. Is this when they're going to start? Con- I guess this podcast is it over. sounds like basketball. I think, we're, I think they're starting sincere construction now. Oh, my gosh. I think we run out of... Uh, we have them hold off from construction until three. Okay. So, um, so well, congratulations on the relationship. Number one, uh, he's the you. fucking coolest dude in the world. He's you the got best. the coolest dude <laughs> in the world. That's fucking really awesome. Yeah. Congratulations on the YouTube special. Thank you. And on all the growth, it's I'm taking it from a guy who had a friend blow up, and and just surpass him. Yeah. It's a it's it is a it is a humbling fucking road to walk down but it is fucking worth it because then one day you and your you and taylor will be on the phone and you'll be talking as equals of like hey uh just out of curiosity when you did dot 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 and then and then that's the fucking tom where tom and i are and it's and then look we're doing the fucking daytona 500 this weekend like we're like we it's 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 been a partnership that's look not everyone likes tom and not everyone likes me but we like each other fuck everyone else yeah, Taylor and I uh, say a lot that we feel like our friendship is so invaluable because we just don't have that with another female comic in our lives and our yeah. li- our jobs are so specific. It's so nice to be able to talk about all these things that we can't necessarily talk to with other friends in our lives. So yeah, yeah it's it's so nice for sure. Well, uh, thank you for doing the podcast. You're fucking, for and we're not getting, we didn't get banned this time. Hey, you know we got fucking flagged last time with me on. Yeah, because I was showing you uh, pictures of male dudes naked. Oh, we were looking at the, the strip club stuff. Yeah, the strip club stuff. And and, there were, and we were like, got flagged. And I was like, for what? And then I was like, okay, that makes sense. That makes total sense. <laughs> Did they get taken down? No, no, no. It's up. But you have to be 18 to watch it. Oh, funny. Which, sadly enough, sends way more people to watch it. 
Way more people are like, see you, and they're like, whoa, what happens here? <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Fuck well, yeah. Congrats, yeah. Kelsey. Thank you. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.